Welcome back, gentle listeners. We are at part three of Bridgerton here on Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous. I'm your host, Julia. Melissa and I are talking episodes five and six, and it turned out to be a rather short conversation, but it's jam-packed with so much. Be sure to stay tuned until the end. I've got some details to share. This episode of Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous is brought to you by Modesto Reads. Modesto Reads is a community on Instagram highlighting what people in the city of Modesto, California are reading. If you want book recommendations, or if you live in the city of Modesto, follow Modesto Reads and use the hashtag Modesto Reads. And now, here we go to the show. In episode five, they're they're at this point now where, like, you know, we open up and Daphne's like, oh, they think they've shot her. Like, oh, my God, sister, sister. And I'm just sitting here watching this like, um, okay. And, like, in their defense, the aiming quality of a gun at that point in time yeah. was so terrible that, yeah. like, they even talk about it. Like, well, where should I aim if I only want to injure? And the, the doctor was just like, if you think that you can control the aim of a gun, you are... You are not gravely mistaken. You're gravely mistaken, sir. Like that's not so. It's kind of funny that they do think that they hit her on both accounts. Like they thought that they aimed that well that they hit her, and they thought that they actually hit something. Right. In general, (sighs) these guys—they're so pretty. Thank you, thank you, Netflix and Shonda Shonda Land. Anyway, I digress. Um, so, you know, then we get into episode five and we have lots of things happening, right? So now it's, you know, Daphne's made the realization at the end of episode four that someone else knows that they were in the garden together. So now that changes the game. They have to go through with this because now she really does run the risk of being ruined. And that's why she goes to try to stop the duel. And then we open with, you know, they think you shot her, blah, blah. But additionally in that, we see sort of over episode four, Marina's like, oh, Colin Bridgerton's like, okay, hello, Colin Bridgerton. He likes me. Yeah. So she sort of develops this scheme to entrap Colin Bridgerton, but but Penelope being in love with Colin, but also having have developed a relationship with Marina is really, really struggling with that. So now we have these two so in my mind, episode five is when it really starts to get interesting because it's like, well, what's the Duke going to do now? Because are you really going to let Daphne, like, are you going to let this little rumor mill person ruin Daphne on your fault? Because you don't strike me as the type of guy who's going to let that happen. And two, right. like Marina's scheme, like Colin is just, he's just so cute. <laughs> Poor Colin is so cute and so dumb. Yeah. I feel so bad for him, but also like, like, yeah, it's a messed up thing that she's trying to trick Colin. Okay. Yeah. It's messed up. But like, this is kind of just a product of the game that they're all playing. Right. And like, does she want to hurt Colin? No. Does she want, like, she would actually like very much to marry Colin, whether she was pregnant or not. Right. Because he would be a good, he would be a nice match and he would be kind to her. And that's really the underbelly of all of that is that whether there was a pregnancy there or not, she would want to, I think that she would want to match with Colin. And I still think that, that it would be, um, like this conflict mm-hmm. between Marina and Penelope and Colin, because like that could still happen whether the pregnancy was there or not. Right. Right. But because we've got this pregnancy, now there has to be a lie. 
And now it makes it even more tanky feeling. Because now we've got Penelope knowing that her friend is lying to the person that she loves. And you've got, like, she can't have the person that she loves. And it's just, like... Yeah, you really feel for Marina because earlier in the episodes, uh, Lady Featherington sort of forges this letter telling Marina that her, you know her loved one her her beloved george is doesn't want her doesn't want her and is like basically like that's your problem yeah and based totally abandons her mm -hmm, and based on what we learn in earlier episodes that doesn't jive with the way that marina portrays their relationship and so when that happens you kind of feel for her because there really isn't because while lady featherington is trying to like match her with somebody to make this go away really easily there's still hope for me there was that Mm -hmm. this guy's gonna show up and be like marina i'm back from battle i love you let's get married this is exciting blah blah so there's still that little bit of hope and then when that letter comes you're just like what is happening and then we learn that you know lady featherington was was lady featherington because she's a bitch yeah (laughs) like she's a desperate bitch the desperate bitch (laughs) like that's the that's like the that's the kind of bitch you don't want to get involved with. <laughs> oh man, when that someone's is desperate. Run real, real facts yeah. right there, like straight up. But no, like it's sad that she's trying to trick. It's just sad for all of them all around. Like it's just such a crappy situation. Yeah, and the and fact that Marina has to has to. Sure, she has no other option. She has to get married. Yeah. She literally has no other options. Yeah, like. What she what's she gonna do? She's gonna have this baby out of wedlock and then she'll never ever ever get married. Right. She will literally have to become a prostitute. That would be her only other option. Right. And we see something similar happening like that in um Downton Abbey, but that's a whole conversation for another day. I love that storyline. I love that they put it in there, but it's just like so in that also, so now the Duke is like, okay, let's get married, let's do this. Begrudgingly. Yes, Yes, he's agreed. Well, he he's he's been he's been told that they are going to get married there was no proposal like no this will happen like it was he tells her i can't i i have too high of a regard to marry you you want children you want that and i can't give you that i cannot give you children yes i cannot have children that is what daphne is under the impression of because that's how he says it that's how he says it and so she does the noble thing and in my mind, that's exactly what she did. Yes, she, she makes the ultimate sacrifice. She makes the ultimate sacrifice and she goes, but I love him. Mm-hmm. But I love him. And you know what? We could just be happy. Yeah. And it's fine. And I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then says for both of them, we're getting married. Mm-hmm. So now he's like, now that we can agree that we will not have children because you cannot have children right it's fine we're gonna do it anyways and he's just like uh shit (laughs) that was the reaction that i got from him Uh uh-huh and then spends like the next three days hella drunk like that's not that's not wedded that's not pre-wedded bliss not a good sign it's not a good sign so they're trying to get this special license right so that way they can get married quickly so that way they can quash any potential rumors because that blonde chick basically threatened them the um, same license that lord burbrook got to marry her to be engaged to her just what two weeks ago two weeks prior i don't two know prior? yeah something like that so, so we're then trying it, to get this license again 
yeah but this time it's denied because you know the queen's mad because she's not he's not marrying she's not marrying her nephew so when they go to the queen to make the plea and you know daphne's just struggling to be convincing and then here comes the duke and he just is uh, girl oh my god i was like i want somebody to speak like that about me <laughs> get someone that speaks about you the way like the duke speaks about daphne and you right. are golden people yeah. like it's such a good speech it's a really convicting one yes got a lot of conviction in there yes and and it's just it was hot <laughs> it was really hot it was really yeah. great like then you have this preparation process so the queen's like okay yeah you guys are married that's fine if you can find a relationship on friendship that's great because you know her relationship's basically crumbling and so she's feeling all right feels. and so when they're at the modiste and they're talking like so there's all these like honeymoon references that start right so they're at the modiste and madame delacroix is like oh yeah well night dresses and you know her mom's like oh yeah probably five and daphne's like i don't need that many night dresses and they're like they're not for you and she's just confused like what it's like like is he gonna wear them like yeah no one what? bothers to explain it to her no one is like oh yeah this is nighttime expectations no one says anything no one you know lets her in on the secret no one lets her into the into the joke Mm-mm. you know nothing and like and we all know that feeling right of like everyone knows the joke but you don't understand it uh-huh and no one tells you and no one explains it to you and you're the odd man out. but like this isn't a joke this is real life and yeah. she legitimately doesn't know what she's expecting and now they're giving her like all of these nightgowns that she is supposed to know what they're for or like or actually she's not supposed to know what they're for so it's actually better that she is so naive right Right. but like that would just be a horror that's a horrible feeling that's a horrible feeling because then there's this constant comments up until we actually get to like the wedding night where they have people make these implications it happens again at the wedding later on when someone makes a comment about the queen the queen makes the reference about the wedding night and daphne's just like i don't understand like she's just so confused but you can't ask the queen to clarify <laughs> no you sure can't she might be the mother of your country but she ain't your mama when Daphne tries to like she's feeling overwhelmed and escapes the reception and then her mom comes find her and then the awkward conversation I just felt so bad like girl like you are not preparing your daughter for whatever expectations her husband who's clearly had sex with lots of women um may have and that's just such a disservice especially when you're that young well that and then like the the speech that she gives her is like so not helpful like it is it is like the most uninformative piece of information I've ever heard anyone say in my life I've never heard anything so ridiculous and like to the point where she's she's even taught she starts talking about it right and she tries to say it but she can't say it she can't, she can't say, say she can't say the word so then she tries to compare it to such she tries a comparison to the okay. basset hounds. to the basset hounds well do you remember when we had dogs yes hounds yes bassets yes i remember the basset. Yeah. then you know well you know no one 
And then it's like, it's like it dawns on her as she's talking to Daphne. Oh, well, you know, no one had to explain it to the hounds. Like, right. They just knew what to do. And then there were puppies. And then there were and puppies. That's, and that's how it's going to be for you. No yes. one needs to explain this to you. There will be a baby. When really, like, we have to explain this because cor- you have to consider your courses. You have to consider, like. Well, that and then body parts well then and then not only that Daphne's under the impression that her husband can't have children right she doesn't doesn't understand what that means yeah and so does that mean that they are going to have marital relations if he can't wait what if we can't do this thing that I don't know what we're supposed to do but well he says that he can't have kids so that must mean that he can't do that thing right right that would be the logic for me of right. not understanding anything, right? Like, well, right. If, he says that he, if he says that he can't have kids, that means that he can't do the thing, right? right? And so whatever this thing is, it doesn't really matter because we're not going to do it. Right. And then... <laughs> it's just so cringy because you're just like, this is, it's like, like you said, it's like being in on a joke that no one's explaining to her. So then when they like leave and it really was sad when they like depart from the family because she's gonna be leaving this loud robust home to going and just being her and Simon and it's gonna be like servants and it's just being quiet and well, whatever. That, and then and then there's still all this tension between her and Simon too uh-huh. because they both think that they trapped each other in right. the marriage which is so funny right that's so funny it's almost like gift of the magi you know that story where yeah yeah you know and it's kind of like the same thing like well I gave up this thing for you well I gave up that thing for you and like it's kind of that same thing like they just each think that they trapped each other at this awful situation where they when they both actually both want each other right which leads us to episode six episode six is titled swish which I thought was appropriate I think so. Uh huh. And it's. I'm just gonna read the description from IMDb because I felt like this is this is a really good description. On her honeymoon, Daphne discovers just how uninformed she is about the particulars of sharing the marital bed. That is the biggest understatement I have ever heard in my life. Yeah. So then they get to. Cliveton and the housekeeper wants to give him a tour and Simon's like no I got this you know which ooh, that's kind of you don't slight the housekeeper but he but neither of them understand that right because they're both new in the roles and they've never really had like yes they Daphne's been bred to be a beautiful wife who can run and manage a household maybe mm-hmm. they didn't consider on the scale of you know of being a duchess the duke really doesn't have an understanding <laughs> what it takes we really learn and understand we really learn that in this episode that he just doesn't have any understanding on his region of the land he wasn't properly trained it's like going in for a job that you never got training for and then being expected to yeah. do it perfectly yeah like how do you how do you do that yeah you, you, can't, you can't do that it's not that's it's not, not right. a, it's not okay um and then you know she's just kind of I feel like she's in over her head personally. And the housekeeper does these subtle slights at her, these judgments where you're just, I, they could be microaggressions or you could call them passive aggressive. I feel like both would work. Yeah, I think so too. And like, it's, it's hard to watch some of it because like Daphne 
feel she when she first gets there you can tell that she feels really prepared like that her mom mama taught me all of these things and I have done and my whole life I have dedicated myself to doing these things and being good at them right I am a good like I was the diamond of the of the season yeah I of course I'm a like I I am prepared I can do this and then like she tried I don't think that she's saying anything that she's saying like to be like snooty or like a right. know-it-all it was more like almost like a child saying facts that they know right like right. oh I know oh like oh yeah I read about that too and oh yeah. like I read about the history of the Clive Din yes that was actually part of my studies and I really loved Clive Din and I yeah. did extra studies on this whatever and it's like not attention seeking it's not like she's not being rude or snooty or anything she's really proud of herself and then they just knock her down yes 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 yeah they're like they're really they're harsh with her like they really are oh the scene at the fair I didn't write this in the notes but like when um you know, she's like, oh, all the pigs win. And everyone's like, ha, 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 smiling and clapping, but it's so unenthusiastic. And then she doesn't understand, like, because she's new. And so is the Duke. Like, how are they to know that whoever the winner is, is going to be the person who can supply, you know, meat to the, to the Cliveden house or whatever it's called for, right. for a year. Like, that's a contract that you win. Like, they don't know those things. Yeah. And they think that it's just like a contest of who has the best pig right fun times right you know oh I what I forgot to bring up though at the end of season episode five when they finally like do it oh Oh, yeah and like (laughs) again sorry mom there's just like when they get all passionate and they're really getting into it and it's just like you know this romantic scene with their music whatever (laughs) pulled out okay but hang on can we talk about how this is the most realistic imagery of pulling out that I've ever seen in my motherfucking life that is 100% accurate if you are pull out pulling out and you don't look like that you're not pulling out (laughs) it's true it's true like and then I love I and she doesn't think it, there's any difference. She doesn't know that, like, that's She's never knows you, any different. Yeah, like that's how you do it. That's just how you do it. Like we do this, and then and then I do this, and then and then I love when she asks, "Does that hurt?" Oh, she does. She asks. Yeah. Remember he like because they, like, they no, show feels, him. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh no, it feels as good as it feels for you," or some shit like that. Right. <laughs> right. Like no, it's not. Like he's still finishing. Yeah, and he and she doesn't understand that that's what you need to get pregnant. Right. She doesn't understand that that's actually the ingredient. For the we're baby wasting, bacon. Yeah. We're, we're, we're wasting the ingredients here, guys. Yes. <laughs> like, but like I love when she asks him that and he lies. Yes. And he Which- lies. He just, oh man. And it's just so frustrating because like this, okay. All right. Listen, I, you know, there's a lot that we can talk about in episode six, but at the end of it, 
I think it's at the end of episode six when she, yeah. So it's at the end of episode six when she realizes like what, what is, cause he's done this enough times that she's starting to kind of be like, um, to your point when she asks if that hurts and then they're in his study and he's got like tissue and she's very confused at why, like, what is this? Why do that you is need, in this tissue? Like, why do you need tissue? Right. Like yeah. what is it that you're doing? So then she goes to her lady's maid and is like, help me understand what's happening how do like children get made and so you know we don't see them have the conversation but now we know that she knows how it's done and now Mm -hmm. she feels like ultimately betrayed because the entire time he's like you said I I cannot give you children which to me means you're not physically capable you're sterile you're sterile and so that was a thing that was a thing And so her utter disappointment in learning, it's still a thing. So her utter disappointment in learning that her husband is choosing not to give her children and saying it like he says to her, I was prepared to die in that field rather than marry you and take your dream away. I would have died for you, but you were the one. And I stopped there because I was like, are we redirecting blame in this fight? Because I feel like Oh, yes, we are. Yeah, because you're the one, Simon, you're the one who said, I cannot give you children, which is totally different from I won't give you children. It's very different. Like, I don't want children. Very different from I cannot have them. And he he manipulated her. 100%. He didn't manipulate her. He didn't manipulate her to marry him. Right. He manipulated the situation for her not to marry him and it didn't work. Right. Like, that's interesting. And I definitely agree that it's totally redirecting blame because he got caught in a lie. So in that scenario, simultaneously, so so then there's that scene. Is it in this episode where she just like takes matters in her own, own hands and like. Yes. yes. So a number one, I'm just gonna have to tell my mom she can't listen to this episode. <laughs> so a number one, I. I don't know if I've ever been able to like without my partner's without my partner's help flip them over you know what I mean like that's always been a I've yeah. never had the strength yeah. and she's she's a tiny little nugget so I've never physically had the strength even when I'm like in the heat of fashion to like flip someone right. else over it's always been like a shared you know we're uh, we're synced shared okay right. now okay so when that scene happens switching positions Yes. And so she's now like, okay, I'm taking matters into my own hands to see, test my theory because my husband's a fucking liar, which apparently in the book, by the way, because that scene was very controversial. She basically takes matters into her own hands. She gets on top. She allows him to complete inside of her. And so like, I'm so uncomfortable talking about this clearly. Um, and so, you know, after the fact people, the internet lost its shit. Cause they're like, she sexually assaulted him. Like that's totally not okay. Blah, blah, blah. But apparently in the book, I haven't made it there, but I was reading an article about it. Apparently in the book, when they have the fights back and forth about like never having sex again. And, you know, she's going to move out of his, out of his room and into the Duchess's chambers, which I thought, hold on, we'll put a pin in that. Um, and so she takes the matters into her own hands and does that in the book, apparently in the fights that they have, he threatens her with like sexual assault by like still taking her when he wants her. Apparently I haven't made it there obviously because I'm only in chapter three. So that's what this article says. 
So that element is not in the show where he's like, basically, at least I didn't pick up on it. So then for her to sort of initiate this situation and then the internet loses its shit, half the internet's like she sexually assaulted him and the other half of the internet's like, what? I just felt very like I was in the camp of like, she's trying to figure out whether or not her husband is a liar and this is the only way she knows how. Mm-hmm. I So like I read that article in Cut. I want to say it's in Cut Magazine. Okay. Um, and I did, I read that article um, after I watched it the first time. I watched this whole thing uh, the first time on New Year's Eve. Yeah, because we watched- couldn't go anywhere. So watch yeah. a lot of hot... Bridgerton. Yeah. I watched I watched Bridgerton in my bathtub and then my husband played video games until midnight and then yeah. we then we kissed and yeah. then we went to bed. Yeah. It was real boring. <laughs> um but but so I watched I watched it the first time and I was like, "Oh, this is interesting. Okay. This is an interesting scene." Then the article mm-hmm. came out and I was super irritated by this article. Yeah. I was super heated. I was super heated by it and like I've read it again and I'm not so heated by it because I understand where they're coming from with it. Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's my thing. Hollywood and any big budget production company has made money for years, Mm -hmm. years creating content, exploiting women, being raped, being violently, violently assaulted. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, perfect example, Game of Thrones. Yeah. We've got Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. That entire series is, I don't care who likes it. I think it's garbage. I can't even get through, I can't even get through eight minutes of it because it, it was, it's so graphic in yeah. that sense. Okay. And it, and the list, the list goes on and on. Me and you could make an entire that could List. be an entire season of That could episodes. be a whole episode. There is literally, there is literally an award out there. There is an award out there for producers that choose not to exploit women and choose if they go any other different direction besides exploiting violence against women. Oh, there man. is a literal award for it because oh. it's done so little that we have to entice people to make different content to not do it yeah I don't understand why that type of like because it's a fetish it is a fetish and it's really upsetting and I was talking to my friend about this too like I'm tired of I can't do traumatic shit right now I just can't like I'm tired of it when when it comes to the black community stop telling us we started as slaves stop giving us slave narratives movies and tv shows like I understand that that's our history at the start of America or since 16 like I get that but I can't take it anymore I need black joy all that like give me my rom-coms give me my like like stop with like the we only get the trauma of our community movies and tv I can't anymore yep so I understand. So I understand. I can. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, so we've got that. That's been, I mean, since the beginning of Hollywood, this has been a thing. Okay. Yeah. So why are we fucking freaking out right now that a female asserted dominance in the bedroom mm-hmm. did not assault him, did not assault him, did not hurt him, did not, he never, he never once grimaced backed away said no gave any type of body language that that's not what he wanted to do that he wanted to stop there there was 
no indicator that an assault was happening. And I'm not saying that if those things don't happen, that there is no assault. I am mm -hmm. saying that the way that this was portrayed, it was not assault. Mm -hmm. Right. And this was a female figuring out biologically how a baby is made and like wanting to know and kind of prove a theory to herself. Is, mm -hmm. is he lying to me? If I do this, is he going, is he going to get mad? Right. Am I going to, is he going to get caught up when I do this? And then he did right. and it proved her theory. Right. Right. And so now she's in this position of like, I, I feel, you know, cause in the, like we mentioned before, they talk about, you know, they have this implication that they are avoid each other and up to the wedding because they feel like they're entrapping each other. But now she really does feel like she's been entrapped. Like yeah. now she really does feel betrayed because yeah. he wasn't honest with her. Nobody, nobody was honest with her about how children are created. And so now it's not just being mad at Simon. It's also being mad at her mother. And we later see in episode, I think it's seven when she's just mom, like berates her mom. And then they have these like moments back and forth in episode six, besides that situation happening, we have Marina and Colin sort of creating the scheme to go to Scotland to get married because they can't get married right away because of the processes that goes into getting married and they're not going to get a special license, yada, yada, yada. So in the fight, in, in a dinner scene where Simon and Daphne are fighting, Whistledown shows up and, you know, she's reading that there's Whistle, Marina's pregnant and she has been since she showed up to London. And so now it's already known Colin's in she and Colin are engaged to each other. So she's like, we got to go. So Simon's like, should I come with you? And she's like, it's up to you, bro. Like, so now she's just like, fuck you, Simon. <laughs> like, yeah, it totally is. And like, I love that he's like, he's like mad at her. So he's mad at her for the whole sex thing. Yes. And trying to get pregnant. So we're mad at her. Yes. But we don't want her out of the bedroom. Right. And we don't, and we're definitely not separating households. Right. Because that's a thing. Right. And then he also says like, I'm not letting you out of my sight until we know for sure you're not with child, which that was. What is that? <sighs> what even is that? What sense does that make? Like... Right. So now you have to go with her to London to save face for the family. Right. Since this recording, I have finished reading The Duke and I. In the fight that Simon and Daphne are having after she learns of his massive lie, I can say The Duke does threaten Daphne with taking her whenever he wants. But what does it say about my mindset that in this fight they were having, I didn't balk at The Duke's behavior? Is it because it's 1813 and women were still actual property and I expected this type of behavior of this era? Is it because he is childish and juvenile and selfish? And this type of action and attitude is expected of shitty men. So I maybe I just wasn't surprised? Whatever it is, when I finished the book and revisited this topic, I hated all of it. Icky to the core. I have a lot to explore and grow from here. If you have an opinion, I want to know. Find us on Instagram and let's talk about it. At Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous. Talk to you next time.